Hi, I'm Jane. And I'm Hugh. And you are listening to That'll Teach You. Hi, Jane. Hi, Hugh. How are you doing? I'm great today. I have just done my first six parent-teacher meetings. So, yeah, I just did eight. How are you feeling? All right, fine. You know, instantly. <laughs> well, eight is obviously, yeah, more, stuck on that. <laughs> more than six. Yeah. So there's a little bit of maths being done now for our listeners. Yeah. How did yours go? All, All good. I'm very productive. As I'll, I'll tell the listeners that uh, the last words I heard come out of Hugh's mouth to a parent um, at about, what was it, maybe like half six or quarter to seven was, huh, well, listen, if anybody else comes in, I'm not going to talk to them. <laughs> Yeah. What, what, what was that about? I'd like to think I didn't sound as much like a high school bully from a movie. But yeah, I didn't want any other meetings. I was reasonably confident I didn't have any other ones as well. But you know what? We actually, we talked about this. We had a parent-teacher meeting episode of the podcast a couple of weeks ago with Rachel Kenny, And we did talk about how they're, they're actually fine. You know, once you get into them, they're grand. You know, yeah, they do yeah. take up a lot of time. But, but, you know, they're necessary. And yeah, I feel I, feel I had some productive ones today. I'm going to tell you, I ate so much chocolate and I ate a lot of cake too. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, you do not have to hear us talk about our parent-teacher meetings today because we are joined by a guest. We are. So we have the wonderful Dee, who is the Playful Classroom on Instagram. Hi Dee, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm delighted. Thanks for coming on. Have you, are you near parent-teacher meeting time or are you, do you do your school well, at a different time? Well, Hugh, I'm on career break, so I have no parent-teacher meetings this year. And I do not miss it one bit. I'm sorry. I really wow. don't. This also exposes the lack of preparation I do for the podcast. <laughs> I clearly, knew that. I didn't ask Jane anything. Um, tell us now how your career break is going. Well, I didn't get dressed to lunchtime today, so that was nice. But I'm not like that every day, I promise. <laughs> uh, I took a career break to focus on my studies because I'm doing a PhD um, in literacy education. And yes, yeah, so the plan was to do loads and loads of study. And that's not really what has happened. <laughs> um, it's taken a bit of a turn. Uh, I had a bit of a panic in the summer. I was like, oh, my God. I have no job. I need some money. So I have to book stuff in. So I booked in loads of webinars and school visits. So I, I'm doing some consultations for schools and workshops and stuff. But that has just completely taken over my life and left me with very little time for study. So I have yeah. to I have to reassess a little bit and uh, try and uh, come up with a better plan. And can I ask what what the focus of the PhD is? OK, so I'll give you my working title. So mm. it is an early literacy intervention model for children in the first two years of school who have been identified as at risk of future reading difficulties. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I read that for a mouthful. Okay, well, you're going to have to come back on another episode to discuss uh, more to do with that, because that sounds great. Yeah, thank you. It's, uh, it's you know, it's going very slowly, but, you know, it's going. Crucially, though, you are very clearly continuing your professional development and Very your education so. and your training and so today we do want to talk about CPD and yeah continuing to develop as teachers and as, as educators and as professionals and that's something that you have a real interest in is that right? Yeah I'm passionate about it I feel like every day is a, a new day to learn something mm. now that said like there's times in your life or times in your career as a teacher where you don't have the headspace for that you know I have two kids myself and when they were small I certainly did not have the headspace for any kind of 
uh, professional development outside of school hours definitely not but then I got to a point where I was like okay I have the the need and now I have the time and now I have the headspace so I, I started reading more and then that kind of coincided with COVID and the explosion of webinars from around yeah. the world so that kind of spurred me on then and then uh, a, a good friend, Trassa Bow, who's between the covers of a good book on Instagram, she says, well, look, you really need to get something on paper for all this work you're doing. So, so I said, right, OK, I'll sign up for a master's. And then the master's became a PhD. Mm. I'm not quite sure how that happened, but but it did. Wow, fascinating. And we always like to ask, ask our guests why they chose teaching. Oh, gosh, I think I was always going to be a teacher. It was one of those things, you know, I loved school, like I absolutely loved primary school. And I was like, I was top of the class, I'd say it was a pain in the arse as well, because <laughs> oh, we love those you know, I knew everything. <laughs> I was like, it was a small school. I was always with the hand up. You know, I remember one time the Kigura coming in. I'm not sure if it was the Kigura or the or the diocesan advisor came in and and I was in like fifth class and you know they're asking questions. I was like, oh, I know I'm only a fifth class. <laughs> you know, something they're asking the sixth class kids, you know. So, I, yeah, I loved primary school and I kind of. I suppose I had an inkling all along. Yeah. And do, do you miss it being on career break? I do. I definitely miss the kids and, you know, things like, you know, like story time and, and play time, you know, all those kind of things, singing songs, all that I, I really do miss. But I do not miss the parent-teacher meetings. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> They're just so... Anyway, it's a time-consuming. But look, here we are. We're here. <laughs> We're semi-awake. semi, semi awake. D, if you see us yawning, we, I'm going to say now, I'm very sorry. I'll apologise for Hugh's behalf too. Or on Hugh's behalf. Listen, as as my co-host Will Seabag Montefiore, that is his real name, <laughs> on my other podcast, Legitimate Likes, always says... If you're yawning, you're trying to get more oxygen to your brain to stay awake. It's that a compliment. Is such a teacher thing to say, isn't it, Dee? Like, <laughs> whenever he says that, I'm yeah. like, you make me sick. <laughs> but it's also such a teacher thing to say when if someone's yawning to say, oh, am I boring you? Are you still with yeah. us? Did you have enough sleep there? I've never True. said that. I've never said that. Although I might start. <laughs> is there a joke you'd like to share with the class? <laughs> so we're, we're talking about CPD today. I suppose it's an interesting one because... I think the way most people view CPD in in primary teaching is you do your you do your couple of courses to get your course days and that's kind of you know it's 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 what I need to do to get those few days off during the year but I suppose we're looking at at how it can genuinely help you and I might talk at some point I about a previous career where I very much was in the box ticking CPD point of view. But how do you feel like from a, from a starting point, a newly qualified teacher coming in to start their career, how do you think they should view CPD? Well, look, there's different facets to it, really. You know, you've got your summer courses, like you said, and that is a big part of it. You know, and then we have our mandatory CPD, you know, that we get from um, the NCCA, that we get from IJA, formerly the PDST. And then... You know, we have our optional CPD with the, the education centres and plus anything that anyone else is doing that's maybe from outside the country or even if it's reading or being involved in like a professional learning community. So there's lots of different elements to it and they all kind of bring their own challenges as well as their own benefits but I suppose that the summer course is probably a good place to start because you know everyone knows about the summer courses and getting your course days 
And it's funny because I was talking to someone from the UK uh, about this just last week and he was just fascinated by the fact that teachers would give up um, their time during the summer and pay for the privilege for this CPD. Now, obviously, you know, <laughs> we're looking for those course days, you know, those EPV days. And, you know, that's that's a big part of it. But the fact that the government have managed to get us to give up our time during the summer and give up our own money for this is it's quite comical really and you can do your summer course just for the days which look you know sometimes it's what you need to do you know there's there's been summers where you know I just really needed the quick and easy option many people will be familiar with the tin whistle course um, <laughs> from uh, CPD college which I have to say is excellent <laughs> really is excellent but it's also nice and easy because you don't have any written assignments. So that's a very, very popular that. one. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> send, send me a link, will you? <laughs> I will too. But 99 euro for the privilege and they send you a, a tin whistle in the post. Oh, plus some music books. So it's actually really useful as well as being um, the easy option. But then there are times where, you know, you can get really invested in your summer course, whether it's online or in person. I think more likely in person that, you know, if you're going to go and show up five days in a row the first week your summer holidays and you know that you can't just sit there you have to get involved like there's always an element of participation in the in-person summer courses but you will get something out of it it's it's usually beneficial Trina Golden who's a very well-known principal on Twitter and, and Instagram she said to me last year she says put 25 teachers in a room for 20 hours they're going to learn from each other. Mm. Like you don't even need a facilitator. Just put, put the teachers in the room. They'll talk about school and they'll get things from each other. So the face-to-face -face course is a really lovely experience. I facilitated my first one last summer and I have to say I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was exhausting, but it was really, really enjoyable. And I felt like I got as much out of it as the, as the participants did as well. And then you can do your online summer course and... Like I say, it can be just to, to get the days or you might get something really good out of it. But, well, it is something that's going to change in the near future. The department did try to change it a little bit last year. They were met with a lot of opposition. And do you think it is in need of reform, though? I do. I do. Um, because like that, it's a box ticking exercise yeah. for some. And look, that that'll always be an issue, but it. I suppose we want to make sure that it's that it's not um, that that doesn't take over, that people actually do get something out of it. Yeah, but I think it is tough because and particularly, as you say, when you've you finished a long year of teaching and, and you know, certainly my experience in, in a positive way, but you're very drained in every way by the end of the oh, year of teaching. Absolutely. Like the emotional drainage is huge, you know, obviously the, the physical toll as well. And so to go back into something and say, oh, I'm going to really try and challenge myself here when all you want to do is just... Nest. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, it is. You're, you're totally drained and almost burnt out. And a lot of teachers do it in the beginning of July to get it out of the way so yeah. they can go and enjoy their summer. But probably it would make more sense to do it at the end of August. Because yeah. if you did the beginning of July, you go off on your holidays, you totally switch off from school. You're going to forget a load yeah. of it. Whereas yeah, if it's true. at the end of the summer, you know, you, you'd be more likely to actually follow through with all your great ideas. <laughs> there is also a chance as well. I'm not saying that I ever want my summer holidays to end. But, 
you know, when you're getting into August, your brain is kind of revving up again. You're kind of clicking yeah. back into gear and thinking about things a bit more. Um, so yeah, sure, you can't avoid point. it. It's in the shops everywhere. Back to oh, school. That's true. You know? <laughs> Dee, so what you, you've spoken about that you that you do webinars. Um, can you yes. talk us through the, the, the types of webinars that you provide? Yeah, so the webinars I do with the, the education centres around the country who massively, massively stepped up during COVID, more so than, than anybody because teachers were such a loss at what to do. You know, we were thrown into this this sphere of online teaching and sure nobody had a clue like what mm. seesaw what like oh. you know what's that got to do with school like is it out in the playground or what <laughs> so it was the education centers stepped up and they started providing webinars and that just that just caught on and it just exploded and I had always thought I'd love to do some kind of Kind of workshop style stuff with teachers, maybe, you know, MQTs, something like that, something that was always in the back of my mind that I thought I'd enjoy. So I approached one of the education centres, my local one, and she said, well, you know, obviously COVID, we're not doing anything like that. But, you know, would you like to do webinars? So I did one for infant teachers and that went really well. So um, so they asked me to do some more. And <laughs> now it's like. You know, I could do them in my sleep at this stage because yeah. <laughs> I have so many. But um, I mostly do them on uh, early literacy um, and kind of playful pedagogy um, or Ashter. And then what about in-person then? Do you do in-person um, workshops too? I've done a few, but not too much. Generally, it's kind of hard to get people to, to come out when they have the option of the webinar. People don't yeah. want to go out, especially in the winter. They don't want to be going out after school. <laughs> You've just described me in a nutshell. I don't want to go out ever. I'm like, I just want to go home. <laughs> yeah. I want to go to school. I want to go home. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you can't blame people for that. Like, I do think in-person is so much better. Yeah. But... You know, look, this is the world we're living in, so we have to we have to roll with it. But it's tough then because what percentage of the people online? I'm sure it's not enormous, but are just sort of making their dinner in the background oh, or watching course. TV. Whereas at least the people there, I know for you, you'd love to have more people, but presumably the experience they get is so much more valuable. You know? Oh yeah, I mean, like I do it too. Like I'm making the dinner, or I'm you know out for a walk, or whatever it might be while while I'm um, watching a webinar. Sometimes I'm sitting and taking notes. But, you know, you have to you have to be realistic, you know. Yeah. So people are really like the the hunger is there. That's, yeah. you know, very evident. Like the, people are really want professional development. They really, really do. And I think teachers feel like they're not getting it um, from where they should be getting it. Yeah. So they're turning to the education centers. And and in some cases, then they're. They're turning to um, you know private providers as well, and and, and paying large amounts of money too, mm. for for this optional CPD. And I suppose if you're talking about, it doesn't have to be a, a new teacher; it could be a teacher at any stage. But if you're if you're talking about someone who has a genuine interest in trying to further their development, isn't just going to do the tick the box. Which again, I'm no judgment there because I've been <laughs> there many times. Would you have any tips for how they should approach trying to find? cpd for them i mean one i've i think you've already given a good tip which is maybe do it in august instead of july oh, yeah. know, I, think that's, I genuinely think that's a great idea but you know the department have um have put a, a not a cap but they've put a a limit on the summer courses they have to be finished by like the 19th or 20th of august mm. which isn't ideal really like they could do with it being a week later i yeah, think you'd get more people 
um, but because schools all start back at different times now. Yeah. You know. But in terms of even trying to find, you know, to find what, what's right for them. So the ESCI um, website, which is the Education and Support Centres of Ireland um, website, I think they have like a, a comprehensive list of all the individual education centres because there's a lot of them around the country. So, you know, some of them are, you know, really active, like Sligo is really active, Tralee, Nav, and they're really, really active in, you know, advertising and they, they have webinars literally every day. But probably picking a topic would be a, a good place to start. So say this year, I really want to focus on spelling. So that's what I'm going to look at. Or this year, I really want to look at play and play for pedagogy. So that's what I'm going to focus on. Because if you try to do too much, you're going to get webinar fatigue, which is a real thing. And, you know, you see something, you say, oh, that sounds good. You sign up for it. And then, oh God, another webinar to listen to this evening. You know, so like you, you don't want to, get turned off the idea altogether outside of ireland um it's hard to find stuff but there is some amazing stuff out there mostly it's social media is how i found it i've done some really really amazing courses like there's a, a company called really great reading from the states and they do free webinars like they're absolutely amazing and they're completely free and then you know there's well that they have a kind of a commercial interest they do have a program to sell as well but it's still worth doing their webinars um so there's a lot of companies like that that will provide um free cpd uh, you know obviously they're trying to sell you their product but at the same time you're getting really valuable uh, cpd podcasts podcasts are as good as a webinar a lot of the time as well there are some brilliant brilliant education podcasts out there like i couldn't even begin to tell you where to start with this no you know, i think just listen to that'll teach you and probably just <laughs> yeah. leave the rest you know of what? no i think yeah. that's that'll start and end of it yeah the alpha <laughs> and the omega of teaching podcasts oh yeah but you know if you want to move outside of ireland maybe. <laughs> okay okay yeah as long as outside of ireland you can tell us <laughs> I don't know of any other Irish ones. This is the only one. So you should never <laughs> oh, good on you. That was a good response. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Have I saved myself? There? <laughs> <laughs> what ones would you recommend from abroad? Because I find it's very hard. This is why we set up this podcast. Like, there, there are very few podcasts about education that I found anyway. So what would you recommend from, from and not from Ireland? <laughs> There's an excellent one just called The Science of Reading from Amplify. And they have, uh, I think they're on about six seasons of it now. So they have, mm. they have a lot. They have a lot of really big names, which is great. There's another one called Triple R Teaching by Anna Geiger. And that's a nice one because she's a teacher. Like there's no commercial interest. There's no, you know, there's no sponsorship or anything. She's just a teacher who has looked at her own practice and then mm-hmm. invites different people on. And like that she has short, uh, short episodes as well, which, mm-hmm. which is nice. And then there's another one called um, Renegade Rules, which would be more on the kind of the play side of things and nearly, I don't want to say restorative practice, but, you know, kind of along that side of things in terms of an approach to teaching, you know. Mm. Okay, interesting. It is funny because, I mean, I will I will openly admit now and maybe throw the the bar of Ireland under the bus a bit. I used to be a barrister and... Um, we had to do CPD, and the way it was, you had to you had to get twelve points, twelve CPD points, you know, oh, per nice. year in order to to qualify and to meet your the professional standards. And so, at the end of the year, you'd 
you'd get a little form that you had to confirm and sign that you had done your 12 CPT points. And, you know, you'd get one point if you read an article or something like that, and then you'd get points for going to lectures or, you know, whatever, conferences, things like that. Now, I was a barrister for five years. I went to a couple of things, certainly. I got some <laughs> CPT points, but I don't think there was any year where I met the 12-point criteria. But I always signed that form, and they never came looking for me, so... It's too late now, guys. All your cases will, will be thrown out oh, now. <laughs> the ethical questions that will be asked. <laughs> oh, he wasn't doing his job properly at all, Todd. Man, listen, I look, I'm not saying that all barristers do that. I don't think they do, to be fair. I think people do lots of CPD. But like, it was definitely one of those things that I was just like, oh, just couldn't be bothered, you know. There is a possibility of that happening to teachers now with the teaching council, um, you know, brought out cuss on. And I think the idea behind that was that, you know, there would be mandatory, not mandatory, but, you know, optional CPD. But you had to you have to do so much of it in order mm. to keep your teaching council registration. So that is probably coming down the line. All right. But, you know, it could go either way. You know, yeah. it could, that could be great. Um, I'm sure it will be great. And like when you think about, you know, anyone who works in your school, like I think it would be great. It's just not for me. I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to do it, but I want other people to do it. And then they can tell me about it and I'll, I'll t- take it off. Did you just say like you can think of loads of people in your school who need CPD? <laughs> No, that's staying in. <laughs> no, she's definitely not talking about you. <laughs> Our principal listens, so yeah. I meant Hugh. I meant Hugh. Well, that's definitely true. In fairness, yeah, <laughs> but I do know that um, you know, with our Croke Park hours, there's there's ten hours that are sort of discretionary hours where the teacher would, uh, you know, spend that ten hours doing something themselves. So in some schools, it might be you know attending the sacraments, or it, you know, or you know, if sports day was on the weekend or something or, you know, go to matches after school. But I know in some schools, the principals are um, saying to teachers, right, go and do 10 hours of webinars over the course of the year, which isn't a bad idea either, I don't yeah. think. But the fact of the matter is we kind of do that 10 hours anyway. You know, you don't yeah. really need to list it. <laughs> no. Everybody puts in the extra time at some point. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what it ultimately comes down to. And when why it can be that struggle again to to work up the enthusiasm you know is because you know i think lots of us do feel we're already doing an awful lot you know both during school time and outside of school time and you look at the weekends you've had to do stuff or the after schools and and which like i mean like i teach after school activities a couple of days and i love them they're brilliant and i'm really glad i'm doing them but it's a lot of time, you know, it tires you out. And I do the sacraments and that's a lot of time. I do both yeah. sacraments and then I do I do other activities too. But it's like, I, I feel like I, I feel like I have such a negative, oh, this is awful. But like even my comment about, um, about um, CPD, like I, 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 I love learning and I love, and I, you know, I love the idea of it. God, like we're so wrecked already. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. so much going on. It's only November. <laughs> Well, yeah. well, this is the day after eight parent-teacher meetings. That's true. <laughs> Maybe I'd have a sing, sing a different song tomorrow. It is, and it's only increasing, you know, the what's on our plate. It's just increasing year on year, for sure. There's mm. no, no two ways about it. Then we have our, our in-school CPD, which is another story altogether because mm. you know you talk about not wanting to, to do it in the evenings or not wanting or not having the energy to do it in the evenings. Then we have 
could be somebody coming into the school or it could be one of these webinars that the NCCA have sent to us to watch and it's like oh I'd much rather them I'm much rather them oh really I'm a morning person <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a you know I give all my give my day my full energy so I, I, I have no problem with CPD in school and sorry again I feel like this is just me giving out about something I actually love CPD okay like I love learning about things I'm just I'm just giving out about my job D okay <laughs> No, but I quite like I quite like in school CBD because then you, you're also with your staff and you're having a chat about it, you know. And and Jane's staff really need CBD, you know, as she said, <laughs> she's just happy to see them learning because God yeah. help us, you know. I'll never forget. Uh, we did a we did a Numicon work, workshop. Um, I think it was in my first year of teaching, and it was an online workshop. And I was sitting with a teacher and it was my first time getting to have a conversation with her. And when I say we chatted all the way through and every now and then we'd like fiddle with the Numicon and then we'd be like, and what about this? And we had the best chat. So you know what? I love, I love in-person CBD. <laughs> the bold child out the back of the classroom. Oh, oh, I'm such, we had a, we had a staff night out at the weekend. And when I say I was the bold child, like I was the rowdy, Ooh. the rowdy loud. I was at the rowdy loud table. I'm going to keep the we're definitely getting this out, taking this out of the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> and and oh, you still showed up today. I'm still, I'm still, I'm, 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 I am the bold child. My principal can attest to that. I'm the bold child on the staff. There is always one that when, like, because I am, um, you know, I'm going to school and doing workshops now. And, you know, the, yeah, there, there is always one or two who, who just want to have the chats, uh, <laughs> which is fair enough. But because uh, when do you get the chance to have the chats with adults? Listen, have a chat with adults, you know. Um, do you know what though? I do actually feel more positive about CPD having <laughs> talked to you about it. You know, I kind of like, yeah. Do you know what? I just need to focus on what it is I want to work on and find find how to best help myself on that. I think that's key, actually, because like I said, you know, when you get the likes of you know PTSD or age coming into your school and it's something that you're not interested in like mm. it's very hard you know when you've no choice but to sit there it's very hard to really like engage so you know if it's something you're interested in it is going to make the world a difference and then if you try and stay on that track for for a year or or whatever um, yeah. that that definitely helps too like and you can't do it all like you can't you know, you can't be an expert in every subject, so there's no point trying. You know, just you know, pick your lane and stay in it. Yeah. That's it. And here's a question. Um, so you've already spoken about um, the areas um, that you work in. If I had to tell you now, or if I had to say you had to go do a CPD course, and it could be in any other area but the ones that you're currently interested in, Ooh. what would you what would you choose? Oh, I should probably pick something that I'm no good at, like PE. Hmm. <laughs> but that's that's an important point in itself like you know i think it'd be great for like you know pe is an interesting one because a lot of teachers really do not feel confident with pe and i yeah. think that's a that's a great um, topic for cpd mm. but whether i'd enjoy it or not i don't know <laughs> but you'd learn <laughs> what i or, i don't know or or you just or chat to the person beside the you back, <laughs> the back, ch- chatting to your colleagues and, I, and say will, will you email us the slides yet yeah. Grant? now i want to tell you in case anybody's listening i definitely learned a lot on that webinar that i was chatting the whole time yeah and you can listen to that on our new mccann episode next week <laughs> hosted solely by jane hugh what would what would you do well, I mean, taking Dee's approach there, I feel I should look at art or drama because there are definitely Ooh. two aspects that I'm not too comfortable in. Or I think, I'd, yeah, maybe Guelga, something to do with Guelga, mm, you know. Guelga's a good one. 
But I mean, like, I need it in everything. You know, like, there's no subject where I'm like, I've got that one nailed, you know? But to be honest, there wouldn't be a whole lot um, kind of online anyway on those topics, you know? Definitely, like, literacy, well-being, um, play, maths. There's lots Mm. of those kind of things. And a lot for SET, which rightly so, because, you know, we we don't get enough training in that. so, So that's definitely needed. But, yeah, like, it's... It's a kind of a narrow field at the moment. Mm. Maybe that will change. I don't know. I mean, I did also when we had one of our first episodes, we had Miss Kelly's on from Instagram, who's an yes. unbelievable art teacher. And I did oh. at one point. in the Shout le- out to Shona. We love you, Shona. <laughs> and at one point in the episode, I did just ask her to plan my first art lesson of the year. And just let and me she know. Did. She did. And I as did. As you didn't ask her to plan the year for you. No, 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 no. One at a time. Yeah. Oh, oh no. And that's the thing. Like, you know, so we started this podcast with the intention of, you know, learning more about education and, you know, having people on with whom you can have interesting conversations about the things that we're very passionate in. But God, when I say we've had some great guests. Yeah. You have, yeah, for sure. Including tonight. Including, Including tonight. Especially tonight. <laughs> but I think, so I, you're, you're friends with Jen, aren't you? We had Jen on. I am, yeah. And we had Teacher Jen of Dotes on. We had Tina. Tina, who, yeah. When I say, oh, the laughter. Like we had so, anyways, shout out to all our guests. You're all fab. And you, Dee, Tina. I know, T- so Tina much. especially. <laughs> Tina deserves a special show. If you're not following Tina, yeah. Tina, teacher of dotes on Instagram, oh. she is the biz. Yeah, she is the biz. Um, but you're all the biz. Okay. And, and yeah. to my colleagues too. I didn't mean to throw you under the bus. You're all the biz too. <laughs> to my untrained, ill educated colleagues. Oh. Well, they're probably very good at new McCann anyway. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Except that they couldn't hear anything because Jane was chatting down the back of that one. <laughs> I'm sure they got the slides off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the first question that's asked in every webinar. Are, are you getting the slides? Are That's fantastic. Do you thanks so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm delighted. Oh, thank you. I feel like I've learned. You know what? I know I was big negative Nelly now about CPD. I do actually. I feel like I've, I've learned a lot. What? And you've given me, you've re-energized me to um, maybe have a look Good. at areas of CPD that I could learn about. Well, I'm going to claim this as an hour of CPD, by the way. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I think this you could argue that this podcast is our CPD. Yeah, tell you. Well, it is, it is. Like, like I say, you know, put teachers this. together. They will talk. They will learn. Yeah, absolutely. That's it, yeah. Oh, sorry, Hugh's just pointing out. I'm, Hugh, I've had a long day. Okay, sorry. We'll obviously cut this. We argue a lot on the podcast, so sorry. And off the podcast. And off the podcast, too. That's a good point. <laughs> we might be keeping that in. You can follow D at Playful Classroom on Instagram. Oh, you want me to do the outro? Is that what's happening? Go for it. Oh, no. He always does this. Okay, listeners, buckle up. <laughs> Please rate and review. Uh... <laughs> Okay, Hugh, you do this. This is your Go on, I'm enjoying this. Okay, um, make sure to follow along and um, listen to our other podcasts. We have some great podcasts with the guests that we mentioned and all the other guests. And um, make sure you follow us on Instagram. So this is why he does the outro. Oh, you're still, oh, please. <laughs> you can also follow Jane's Instagram at the mindful teacher with two underscores after it. But yes, follow us rate and review us subscribe to us please if you ever see one of our stories up there just share it because 
you have followers that we don't have and we are trying to get across to as many people as we can and do get in touch with us and let us know what other topics you'd like to hear or crucially what other guests you would like to have on because we're not aware of all the amazing teachers that we could have on also now that jane has left it to me i'm going to plug my other podcast legitimate likes which is a comedy podcast with about what 125 episodes at this point we're just back from doing our second live show so please check that out jane has been on it multiple times and it's very silly and hopefully something to distract you if you want a night off a webinar if you want, maybe. yeah i was gonna say if you want more <laughs> cpd some uh, comedic well we did an episode on school so that would count as some cpd i think you know what is yep <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, Dee. Thank you so much for coming on Thank and you, sharing Dee. a wealth of wisdom. And we will see you soon. Okay, bye. bye. bye.